You're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape. This is podcast episode number 238. In this episode, three exercises that you may still be doing that are a total waste of your time, supplements that help eliminate carb cravings, and the best workouts for tone and fat loss in the gym. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. Well, long time no here. I cannot believe that I missed a whole month of the podcast. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of different things going on here that are taking up my time. And speaking of that, I need to get your feedback because sometimes I want to really research and give a lot of details in the podcast, and sometimes I don't have the time to actually sit down and get that detailed. So what I want to find out from you, and you can leave it either on the Facebook page or as a comment on this particular episode, I want to know a couple of things. Now, first of all, as far as the blog goes, do you actually read the whole text? Because it's basically a transcript of the podcast, or is it sufficient just to have an outline? And then the second thing I want to know is, do you want to have podcasts with one topic that has a greater detail on that topic? Or would you like the same as it is now where we have all three topics, but we don't go into as much detail on each one? So really important to help me streamline these and get them out on a regular basis again. So make sure you either let me know on the Facebook page or uh, hit me up on Twitter um, or just comment on this particular episode on the blog at fitgirlguide.blogspot.com and I'll go ahead and leave it right up there at the top too so you can remember what the two questions were. All right, so it was basically a full text or outline on the blog and then one topic with more detail or several topics with less details. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and jump on into this one so you can get started on some of these interesting topics. One thing I have tended to notice is that even though we don't live as close to the airport here, um, there seems to be airplanes always flying over when I'm trying to do a podcast. Either that or everybody is getting their lawn mowed. So one way or the other, there's background noise and it's not my same setup, so I'm just a fish out of water. But anyways, um, if you hear those noises, please forgive me. So let's start right now with one that probably a lot of you are interested in, supplements, and more particularly supplements that can help you with your carb cravings. Now, a lot of times people have carb cravings and often it's really due to just not eating properly, not having the right combinations of food to sustain your blood sugar levels which will keep your energy levels steady and will make you not crave things. Also, missing meals will make you crave things because it's an effort for your body to get some of that sugar into you. And when I say sugar, I mean in the form of healthy sugars, of course, that your brain can use for function. So a lot of times you can track back cravings to your food. Now, if you still need a little bit of help above and beyond that, there's a couple of supplements that can help quite a bit. 
Now, the first one is glutamine, which is not only good in this case, but it's also an excellent supplement for helping retain muscle, especially if you're working out very hard and if you're under a lot of stress or both, which I think we kind of all are all the time. And glutamine is definitely something that you can take different times during the day. You can take it before your workout, after your workout, um, before bed. Either way, it's going to help you recover from your workouts. So if you are already training hard, you might already be taking extra glutamine. Now, if you want to know how it helps with your carb cravings, it actually works more through your, your brain and your mind than your stomach. It's actually an energy source for your brain. So glutamine will help eliminate some obsessive thoughts that you might have about food, that you might not even realize that you can actually control that. And it can also lower your desire for carbs when you're in a bad mood. Now, of course, we're also tracing this back to make sure that you're, you've eaten regularly and that it's not a drop in your blood sugar, or an extreme drop, I should say, that is causing these symptoms. In fact, glutamine actually has a calming effect, especially in compulsive personality types. And I know there seems to be a lot more of those around than previously, probably because we're just so focused and obsessed with getting things done. But it is used actually in addiction treatment because it has that calming effect and it helps to get the mind and your brain where it should be as far as the proper levels of the amino acid glutamine which of course, again, it helps to function in your brain. It's your energy source for your brain. So besides having that wonderful effect of helping you retain your muscle, which will help you get leaner faster, and of course help combat stress on your body and your brain, it can also help with those carb cravings. Now, you might wonder, well, how much do I have to take? Well, it's obviously gonna depend on your body weight, your health history, your fitness history, your type of workouts, but usually, one to two grams of glutamine mixed in water right before your meals can help with a reduction in your carb intake. Now, as you probably heard uh, me say before that, you know what, you can take it before your workout, after your workout, there's obviously different places to take it. So don't worry if you do all the above because you can actually take 10 grams of glutamine. Um, you can even do that up to twice a day and still be in some safe levels. But most people won't get to that extreme height in the number of grams. Um, if you tend to crave sweets all the time, you can try mixing two to 10 grams of glutamine with, of course, water, or some people will mix it with coconut oil or even a heavy cream, and that'll help to at least fight off some of that temptation because you'll probably have a little bit less of the cravings and also feel a little more full. So your best bet is I would say probably one to two grams before your workouts, after your workouts, or one to two grams before your meals. I mean, if you're trying to lose weight, then definitely before your meals is gonna be a great time to take it because not only is it gonna help fill you up, but it's also gonna help with any cravings you might have. So you kinda of get a double duty on that one, so definitely a good supplement to look into for yourself. Now the next supplement that also helps with carb cravings also does double duty. It's acetyl L-carnitine or carnitin or however you want to say it. Either way, it's often used for weight loss because when your carnitine levels are low, it can affect your ability to burn fat. And there's a lot of trainers that will uh, recommend that their clients take 
acetyl L-carnitine, sometimes it's the liquid carnitine, uh, before they do cardio to help with this function. Now, just like glutamine, it's an amino acid, so of course, very good for your body in many different ways. But its main function is to transport fat into the cells so that they can be used for energy in your body. So that being said, you can kind of see how if your levels are very low, you're going to be slow in burning body fat and your energy is going to drop too. Now, yes, you can get carnitine from many different foods, but the problem is that there's not a whole lot of it in foods and not enough to make the huge impact on your carb craving that you would need. So depending on how many foods you eat that are carnitine rich, you can adjust your dose of it accordingly. Now, to give you a perspective, um, beef has your highest content of carnitine, and four ounces of ground beef is about 90 milligrams. A cup of milk, a cup of um, whole milk, actually, is eight grams. And then chicken and fish are actually even less in the carnitine. So you're definitely going to need a supplement if your situation is a low carnitine level. Now, how much of a supplement? Well, anywhere from 500 milligrams to 2,000 milligrams a day. So obviously, since if you, if you don't get your levels checked and you're just kind of ballparking it, then start with about 500 milligrams a day for a couple of days and then take it up to 1,000. That would be kind of a nice mid-range and see how that does for you. You may notice a difference, you may not. And if you don't notice a difference, then you know what? That's not the issue with your fat loss. Remember, a lot of these things we're using to fine-tune the diet and to fine-tune fat loss, but in this case, we're using it to help regulate or control some of your carbohydrate cravings. So that would be the result you're looking for. Not necessarily dropping a whole lot of weight, but noticing that you're not having as many cravings and assuming that you're also eating your meals throughout the day and keeping track of your proteins, your carbs, your fats, you know, making sure it's balanced meals because because that is your bottom line. These are all things that can help, but nothing is going to replace or fix a bad eating plan. Now, keep in mind that these two supplements actually have so many other benefits beyond just the few that we've mentioned here, but be sure to do some of your own research and talk to your doctor before adding new supplements to your diet, especially if you're taking any medications or have any history, health history issues. Um, you certainly don't want to be playing around with things that might affect other levels in your body. And ultimately, do you less good, or I don't want to say more harm than good, but you know, won't definitely have the best benefit or outcome for you. So always do your own research because every person's body structure, even though somewhat the same, is all a little bit different at the same time. So be smart when you're choosing your supplements and don't just take anything for granted. Do your own research, talk to your doctor, and make sure things make sense before you start adding them to your diet. Now in training, we've actually talked about some of these different exercises before, but apparently it bears repeating. Um, I may not see you in the gym, but I have a feeling you might be doing some of these exercises still. So let's go over them and make sure you understand why you really don't need to do these. Now there's three in particular, and these three are mostly because, well, number one, they're pretty ineffective, and number two, I still see people do these in the gym. Now, 
there are certain specific reasons for doing these machines, and that's fine. But if we are looking to do these machines to lose weight, then no, it's not going to work. You have other machines that are better for your time. Now, the first one is your inner outer thigh machine, abduction adduction machines. And you know you've seen them, and you know that you've probably done it at least once, twice, or three times in your lifetime, thinking that they will trim your inner thighs or thinking that they're going to tighten the outside of your thighs. And we might even throw into that one the uh, glute kind of blaster one. But anyways, not every gym has that. So let's focus on these inner outer thigh machines. Now, if you do have a muscular imbalance in between the abductor and the adductor, which are two very small muscles that help with hips and some of your hamstring function, then yeah, you might be doing these. And most of the time, if I'm using it with a client, we're doing one leg at a time because usually that's where the imbalance is. But if you're doing them to get your thighs trimmer, forget it. Not going to happen. As we know, you cannot spot reduce. You can't tell your body where to take the fat from. Now, unfortunately, I still see women do this. I see that several people do the same routine. They go and they spend 20, 30 minutes on the cardio. Then they go to the inner outer thigh machine. Then they go to the ab crunch machine, which is the next one we're going to talk about. And then that's it. And they wonder why they don't change. Well, they're doing ineffective exercises and they're doing cardio in the wrong time frame. They should be doing some better exercises first, like your squats, lunges, leg press, pull downs, rows, you know, big compound exercises rather than these little teeny weeny ones thinking that their body's going to change. And I say teeny weeny because when you're talking about little muscles, you're not impacting your metabolism at all. Little muscles are supportive muscles and they do provide a very important function but they're not going to impact your metabolism like your larger muscles. So first thing that you're going to promise me you're not ever going to do again unless you have some sort of injury and a trainer or sports physician has told you to do them is the inner outer thigh machine. Okay, you might have to pull yourself away from it, but I don't want you to do it because it's just not going to do anything for you. Not going to get rid of fat in the legs. Now, of course, you have to reduce your body fat all over to see fat come off. How are you going to do that? Well, you're going to do that by burning more calories and increasing your metabolism. And how do you do that? By choosing exercises that burn more calories and impact your metabolism. So even if you don't love squats and lunges, and if you're not sure how to do them, get a professional to help you. Take the time. Make the investment to learn how to do something correctly. These are also on the exercise library. I have videos that explain how to do them properly. And that's at fitnessmakeover.com forward slash muscle. So if you're not sure, check out the form first. Because of course, that is most important to getting the benefit without any injury. But those are exercises, two really important exercises that work the legs, quadriceps, hamstrings, glutes, all at once. So you're using large muscle groups, burns more calories, going to impact your metabolism with a little added muscle because, you're, again, you're using those larger muscle groups. And the benefit to those also is that you are also engaging your abdominals and lower back when you're doing them. So you're also getting extra core work right at the same time. So these are called compound movements, and those are the ones you want to stick with not your isolation movements. That's why you hear me say, don't ever do leg lifts. It's a waste of time. I mean, unless you're completely bored, you're not going to change your body doing leg lifts. 
look for things that move your entire body. I mean, it kind of makes sense. If you're, more of your body is moving, then the more calories you're burning and the more you're impacting your metabolism. All right, so keep focusing on the larger movements, whether you like them or not. Eventually, you're going to like them because they're going to change your body. So going back to the second one that I already mentioned was the abdominal crunch machine. Now, you know, some people like to use it as a variety. Sure, okay, but are you really going to be working your abdominals to their maximum ability with a machine? Not really. Because your abdominals don't usually work by themselves. Even if you're doing crunches on the floor, your abdominals are also working along with your lower back, your hip flexors, hopefully not too much with those hip flexors, but your spine and, well, I guess that's about wraps it all up there. Anyways, your abdominal machines are designed to eliminate all those. And so even though you think you're isolating, you're not really because most people will use their arms and legs to pull the machine up and down. So what you're feeling when you do feel the abdominals work is an isometric contraction. And that means you could just sit down and start squeezing your abdominal muscles and have the same effect as you would with a machine. Sure, if you're pushing more weight with the machine, well, maybe you feel them a little bit more. But that's also the same as doing what we call bracing. That's where, let's say you're doing a crunch, and what you can do is just push your hands as hard as you can against your thighs. If your legs are up in the air, push real hard, and you'll get that bracing effect. And that's exactly what you're getting there. And as a matter of fact, with the abdominal machines, if you use too much weight, you actually put more risk on your lower back. And most of the time, your lower back is helping you. So you're really not getting the abdominal benefit. Now, we say this about the uh, stability ball, too. A lot of people will use the stability ball, which is by far one of the best exercises for abdominals. But you have to really focus on using the abdominals to pull yourself up. And initially, most people aren't strong enough, so they get in the habit of doing a crunch and then squeezing at the top. Well, you're still getting a lot more benefit than you would from a machine, but ultimately, you want to focus on trying to tighten your abdominals and using that tightening to actually pull your upper body up. And it's not the easiest thing to explain, but once you feel the difference, you get it and you understand. So when it comes to abdominals, you're much better doing any exercise uh, that is, well, using your whole body again. So whether you're doing crunches or reverse crunches or even some of the other exercises that most people don't do right, but <laughs> they usually have a better effect on your abdominals, like uh, your leg ups and um, hanging leg raises, which again, you're looking to have a tilt in the hips. You're not trying to swing your legs up and down. But anyways, those are going to work a lot more effectively because you're not going to be yanking with your arms and your legs. So although we do need machines to work some body parts, you're probably starting to find out that we don't really need a whole lot to do your whole body. Now, of course, as you get stronger, yes, you need resistance, but not necessarily with the abdominals because you should be using them with all of the other exercises like your squats and your lunges. So that kind of brings us to the one exercise that you definitely don't want to do uh, that requires a machine. Now, when we say pull-downs, there's still people doing them behind the neck. And this also goes for the shoulder press, barbell shoulder press behind the neck. Anything done behind your neck, not a good idea. And that's because your arms to reach back behind your head is going to overstress those rotator cuff muscles. 
Now, sure, there's a few people that can actually do these without injury. They have very mobile shoulder joints, and they can keep their spine completely straight during the exercise and, and keep everything where it's supposed to be. But you know what? It's just not worth it. It just causes too much stress on those muscles. On the other hand, your pull-down being done to the front, your front pull-down where you're bringing that bar and touching your upper chest or even your clavicle if you want to get that high, that is one of your best exercises, especially if you can't do pull-ups. And a lot of people can't do pull-ups, but trust me, hang there, try a little bit, and you're going to get a lot out of your pull-ups. That's another episode. In the meantime, pull-downs to the front, any type of pull-down with your any type of handle, sometimes you have close, medium, wide, all of that is good and almost essential. Focusing on the muscles of the back without stressing your shoulders. All right, so anything behind the neck or behind the head, no. And I know a lot of people still do it. I do not know why. I guess they still know these things from a million years ago and haven't really researched anything. Whatever. Let them do it. Yours go to the front and you focus on squeezing your shoulder blades back and down because you should be feeling your back, not your arms. So right there are three exercises and maybe this last one with the pull downs behind the head, you probably weren't doing those, okay? But you'll still see somebody doing them in the gym. So right there, you've got something to take to the gym and not do for once. Isn't that nice? You can go and say, oh, I don't have to do that machine anymore. I can do lunges instead. I know. Isn't that exciting? Actually, it is because like I said before, you're going to see better and faster results from lunges and core work than anything else. So why waste time on an inner out of five machine? Maybe you're self-conscious about how you look when you're squatting. I'll tell you what, nobody's looking. Okay. Are you looking at everybody else and critiquing them? Probably not either. So they're not looking at you. Everybody's looking at themselves to see what they are doing and focusing on what they need to do. So don't ever feel self-conscious when you're in the gym. I know we, we always do, but remind yourself, Hey, nobody's really looking. All right. And you are focusing on you and nothing else. Now, in our last section for motivation, I'm going to tell you about Club Fit. Now, we've been updating all of the websites lately, and actually the Quick Fit Club should be up and going pretty soon. More information on that in the next one. But to let you know what the difference is, Quick Fit Club is the video workouts that you follow along exactly at the time while you're doing the workout. I'm doing it with you right there on the video. Now, Club Fit is more oriented towards the gym workouts. Now, certainly you can do these workouts at home, but they're definitely going to take advantage of some of the machines that you have at the gym. And a lot of times people want to know, well, what's the best workouts at the gym for weight loss? And these are those. The best workouts are ones that combine your larger body parts. You do supersets, which means you do one exercise and then immediately go to another one that would be for a different body part. So your rest is minimal. You're keeping yourself going the whole time. You make more efficient workouts in less time because you're doing the best exercises and you're doing the right repetitions and schemes. And more importantly, with Club Fit, you print out your workouts and that way you have an actual workout log to take with you so that you can record your weights and how many repetitions you've done. And yes, that is very important because you need to challenge yourself each workout. Now, you're not going to be a huge amount of difference strength-wise or repetitions or whatever, but you do need to know that you are progressing. When you get to a certain level, 
you might only add one repetition or you might only add a couple of pounds of weight to a leg press. Your changes, your um, increments are going to be smaller, but they're going to impact your metabolism just as much. So at Club Fit, you've actually got your workouts right there, which are the same ones that I've used with my clients that are basically part of that whole proven program for weight loss where most of my clients lose anywhere from 10 pounds to 10 inches in the first month. And some have even done both. And that's without addressing the nutrition aspect. They're eating healthy, but they're not necessarily restricting any calories or anything like that. So using the exercise component alone. So if you go to the gym and you just don't have the motivation to do the weight training because you're not really sure what to do, then this would be a good fit for you. Because with Club Fit, you have two membership choices. Your gold memberships are new workouts every two weeks. So you're updating more frequently. And that's going to be best for somebody who's an advanced trainer, somebody who's been working out consistently for, let's say, a couple of years. Now, if you're a beginner, you're definitely going to benefit from the silver membership, which has new workouts once a month. Now, those four weeks allow you to not only learn the exercises, you get more proficient at them with each workout, and it gives you a chance to progress at a level so that by the time you do get to that fourth week, you are much stronger, and that way you're preparing yourself for the next part of the program because each one goes through what I call a cycle, and you're not necessarily going to be going for the same results each cycle. Sometimes you're oriented more towards endurance, sometimes strength, um, sometimes a little bit of both. So it's all going to be different. And that's one of the things that helps to also keep you motivated. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast for a long time or have gone back and listened to the old ones, you might actually be able to even do these workouts yourself, meaning you could probably structure your own workouts and write your own workout plan. So the key would be to change it every two, three, or four weeks, depending on your fitness level, and that has to do with your consistency, not as much your um, physical ability. Remember, if you were an athlete before, but you haven't worked out in three or four years, well, that's going to make a difference on where you're going to begin. You might get your strength back very quickly, but you still want to start at that lower level. You know, basically less is more. You want to leave the gym feeling like you could have done a little more. That way you'll be more apt to go back and not leave feeling beat, dead, and having kind of a, a bad taste in your mouth over a workout where you can't walk the next day. I mean, that may be fun when we're younger, but you know what? <laughs> when you've got a lot of things to do when you're older, it doesn't really make as much sense. And you don't have to kill yourself like that to get your results. And that's the thing. I know a lot of people like CrossFit or some of the intensity workouts, and they are great. They're certainly, for a certain type of people, a very competitive type of person. But you don't have to go to that extreme to get results. You do, however, need to be consistent and you need to do the right exercises, not the ones we mentioned earlier that are a waste of time. So you can definitely get better results in less time doing the right things. And I think you've heard me say that before. So if you're looking for a little extra guidance um, or extra tools, information, go ahead and visit fitnessmakeover.com for slash club fit. And if you go over to where it says the uh, guides, there's a whole slew of different things that can help you out there. It's, it's a tab at the top of menu that says club fit guides and click on that. And you're going to find a video tour. You're going to find more information about the program. Um, you're going to find out what an iPod 
PT is, and that's actually a downloadable program that I also have at the Pro Shop, where you download me into your iPod or iPhone or whatever, and I take you through an entire workout right there through your headphones, telling you exactly what to do, coaching you through every repetition, um, pretty much being your trainer right there the whole time. So those you can get at any time at the Pro Shop. Um, I, they vary from cardio workouts to weight training workouts to even some home training workouts. So you can check those out. But anyways, if you needed more information and more help and you're kind of a do-it-yourselfer, then you might want to go ahead and check that out, fitnessmakeover.com forward slash club fit and check out the club fit guides. And well, that'll be all the information there for you. So one way or another, you should be able to either write a program for yourself or you can follow some of the programs. Anyway, it's some way to get you motivated and get you in the gym consistently so that you can see the results you want. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.